This is the Marketing Natives, providing actionable ways to grow, improve, and succeed in your business. And now, your hosts, Christian and Aaron. Welcome to another episode of the Marketing Natives. Today, we have a very special get with us, guest with us. Uh, her name is Abby Alter. She's a marketing coach, consultant, entrepreneur, super mom, our good friend and creator of Plano Moms. If you don't know, Plano Moms is a community over 20,000 local moms seeking referrals, local offers, uh, events, news, advice, literally everything a mom could dream of, Plano Moms is that. Awesome. And, and what's cool about uh, Plano Moms is something that uh, we want to use. We always like to open up this podcast with uh, just kind of an icebreaker so you feel more comfortable, Abby. And um, so Plano Moms is kind of, I guess this could be a, a show. A Plano Moms, you know, could be a show, but like on a national TV spot. Um, but anyway, doing some research on you, um, you put on a blog interview that uh, you like Real Housewives from most cities, but not all of the cities. So we want to hear a little bit more about uh, your love for Real Housewives and which cities you do like and which ones you don't and why. Oh, great question. I love that. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So before I jump into answering that question... Everyone who's listening is probably wondering, like, who is this lady? She Mm -hmm. is not American. No, I'm not. I'm from England. Um, Okay. So, yes, when I'm not working, I enjoy some Real Housewives TV viewing. And, you know, not all of them are of the same quality, right? So there are some that I really enjoy, others not so much. Interesting. um, I'm guessing, though, that you probably are not viewers of this show yourself absolutely <laughs> no way no way <laughs> i think i think we know the gist of it you know is a reality tv right mm-hmm. following famous moms moms or Real- moms that want to be famous okay oh, oh. so they're oh. okay so yeah. Okay. yeah let's dive deeper in here <laughs> what got you hooked on real housewives or like which like which one like drew you in like real housewives of detroit real housewives or of new jersey Hmm. Okay. New hmm. Jersey. Hmm. Why? Because, well, f- one of their main characters who's been in it for the longest time, she's actually been in jail. What? <laughs> what do you do as a mom to go to jail? Well, her husband led her down the wrong path. Okay. Let's put it that way. A little bit of fraudulent behavior. <laughs> okay. So, New Jersey is a good one. What's What are the ones that are not so good? Um, hmm. Potomac, I think. Potomac? I know, you don't even know what what is that. It's a place. Right. Somewhere, I think, near Maryland, Baltimore area. What? Okay, there's a whole whole other world here going on with Real Housewives. (laughs) I know there was like that other TV show, like a spinoff too. Um, I think you even put it on that blog post too. Like some lady's last name that was like a spinoff from Real Housewives. So that's why we saw that question. We're like, Okay, we need to ask her about Real Housewives because <laughs> yeah. she really likes this group of people. So um, I think it helps the listeners understand a little bit more about who you are. But also, I think that Real Housewives kind of encapsulates not really Plano Moms, um, which we'll talk about in a second, but it could encapsulate kind of Plano as a whole, but not to that level, I guess. I don't know. Is, is that why you like it and you've... And, you like the, the that feel, or is this just completely separate? 
Okay, so it's it is a guilty pleasure, right? I watch mm-hmm. it when I'm trying to switch off from real life, and I think one of the interesting things is every character on there is is being followed with cameras, right? They're they're being watched, and some of it's scripted, but some of it is not. And I think it's very interesting to really understand the psychology of women, especially when they get together and of a certain age and they have kids and lives and husbands and businesses. And, you know, I see some of those behaviors play out in my (laughs) Facebook group, which helps me run my business because knowing my audience is really important. Right. Absolutely. All right. See, I knew there was something to that. That's, I mean, that's a really good, I mean, you're looking at it from a psychological uh, perspective too, but also, like you said, you enjoy the show. So it's a good good spot mm-hmm. to be in all right so yeah we just wanted to break the ice and then also find out a little bit more about you because whenever you know the three of us get together we're just talking business or sometimes uh you know fitness or bar mitzvahs or whatever else but we don't really <laughs> get to talk about real housewives because you know christian and i are not usually bringing that up so yeah, exactly all right so uh i guess our, our real first question here um is just to for for you to introduce the audience to Plano Moms. I gave a little bit of an introduction. Mm-hmm. Definitely doesn't do any justice for, I mean, everything that you do, which we think is insane. We'll get into it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, we're just, you know, curious as to what exactly is Plano Mom, um, how and why you got started. Okay. So we have to rewind a little bit. And, um, you know, I think because I arrived here in the US five years ago now, having had 20 years of experience in marketing. I think that that really kind of puts me in that mindset of, okay, well, I realized at that point when I moved here that, you know, first of all, I, I was here in this foreign country and I had a husband and two young children to look after. And I had no friends, no network, no support. And I had a million questions. And I had so many problems that I couldn't solve and I couldn't find the answers I needed. And all my friends, my my network, were 5,000 miles away. They couldn't help me figure out which doctor or dentist I should register with, which school my kids should go to, which neighborhoods I should look at moving to. So um, I really kind of saw an opportunity where a problem existed, which I had. And I realized very quickly that I was not alone, that actually there were thousands of women who were just like me, who maybe they just had it, had their first first kid or they had moved from somewhere else. Not many of them have moved from as far away as me, um, but we all have the same problems. So Plano Moms became uh, a kind of a passion project really because what I realized was most of the women like me were hanging out on Facebook Mm -hmm. and that was their place where they choose to kind of meet each other and talk online so I created this Facebook group Plano Moms Talk and for the longest time it, it was like growing gradually growing gradually and then very quickly there was hundreds of women in there and then that became over a thousand that was really exciting and then we realized because I had admins with me and and I had a lot of initial moms who loved the concept of the group and wanted to be involved. They were helping out. And I realized, you know, there should be much more to this than a Facebook group. Mm -hmm. Um, And I realized that we've just celebrated our fourth, yeah, fourth anniversary of this group. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) So out of this group, I realized, you know, I feel like there's a need for moms to make friends and connect with each other, but there's also this real need to answer all these questions that they have because they were asking the same questions over and over again. They wanted to talk about the same things. So I realized, well, I 
feel like there is some type of media platform here and that was very early days. So I started creating an email newsletter and I started encouraging the members of the group to sign up to my email newsletter. And I would send out an email once a week and at first there wasn't much in there, but we started to um, add more and more and more content in every week. I was trying to pull offers from you know local businesses wherever I could see discounts or events, things like that. And people really were interested. So from the email list growing, the Facebook group growing, then I started to add in the other channels. So Facebook page, Instagram, um, and then I started to think about, I really need a website. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) So the website came later, which is very unusual because some people think that what I'm doing is blogging, like I'm a blogger. And yes, that's true. But actually, the blog is one part of what I do. So the website has been the most recent addition to it. So it's like a media platform, a place where moms hang out, connect. And we also have real life events. So the moms can meet up with each other. And we do speed dating for moms every three months, which is the fun. It's the fun bit. Yeah, I think we talked about that uh, not too long ago, Um, which uh, when the time time that we talked, I mean, there were... What, it was like 60 or 80 like I don't know how many moms but it was a huge event you know it was something great and incredible um you mentioned uh the word parts and that's funny because one of our questions here is uh you know we're sort of uh, you know, well, I mean we are amazed uh you know all the things that you do with with Plano Moms um and, and there's that's there's so many moving parts to it you know you got the the group you got the Facebook page you got Instagram you got the, the actual blog um so how do you how, how have you managed to stay organized? Um, do you have any tips, any tricks, or, or anything um, that you have, or maybe your process, or how, how you did, you know, work, build up to it? Maybe that's maybe one of the answers to, to that question. But how do you stay organized with, with so many moving parts? Well, I think, first of all, I tackled each part one at a time. So the Facebook page has been growing gradually, and I've been learning a lot more as I've gone on, and I bulk created content and I've planned ahead of time. So I already have posts scheduled way out, you know, although I'm kind of a bit more reactive to on some days. Um, content creation is a big, I think it's a big job, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. it's big part of what mums want. They want content. They want to have these questions answered. Um, I also recognize that I, I was not able physically to do everything and there wasn't enough time in the day. So where I have been able to, I've outsourced. Um, I've created roles for other mums to work in different different areas. So I have one mum who uh, has done all the blogs for my blog for my website. Um, I have another mum that helps me um, sell to local businesses, um, and I have um, another mum that does my email newsletters and that type of thing. Um, but every day is is different. Every day is you know lots of different projects going on at the same time. And wherever possible, I just try and kind of outsource it because I feel like that way at least I know that it's going to be the best possible outcome. Mm-hmm. So with with so many moms that you sort of delegated a lot of tasks, mm-hmm. do you use any tools or anything in particular uh, to stay on top of you know everyone and what they're doing for that particular day? Or? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we use Slack, which you you do as well, mm-hmm. which yeah. I love. Um, email too, but we have a big CRM system, which I probably spent way too much time researching before I made a decision. <laughs> it's like a minefield, but it's really important because, you know, 
now four years down the line, I think we have around 500 businesses Wow. listed in that CRM. So we have a lot of information about conversations we've had, emails, exchanges, and um, you know deals that we have set up with them. Um, CR- so they're trained on the CRM. They use the CRM system. Um, and then we have a, a call usually once every two weeks. Okay. Um, but every month, the everyone knows like what their goals are for the month and what, what tasks they have to do that month. And it's pretty remote. Right? It's all remote. Okay. You yeah. don't have any necessarily like offices or anything no. like that. Interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, do you guys ever, do you guys ever meet up or like, you know, since you guys are all in Plano, like, but obviously you guys are all busy moms, mm-hmm. but do you guys ever have like a meetup? Like, Hey, let's, you know, not talk about business or let's talk about business, but let's get together for lunch and, you yeah. know, kind of have a different feel for the that conversation i guess yeah we do we do we just had our um holiday event and actually i invited everyone who's ever been associated with plano moms so i have um facebook admins i have ambassadors who are moms who set up little play dates and mom nights out they came um i also had um all the ladies that kind of work for me that i pay um and um and all my show presenters for my live show they all came as well and so there was probably about 30 of us that's awesome and we had fun we went to legacy hall we had a great time um so yeah whenever possible i i try and get everyone together um so i guess rewinding a little bit um when you first started this Plano Moms talk group on Facebook was, was there any other competition? Was there any other Plano mom groups um, that you were sort of competing against? And what do you think made your group rise above all the other ones? Um, So in Plano, no, I mean, there are smaller Plano groups, but they are not run. um, There's no business behind them. Like this, this group has a business behind it, but it isn't, um, it isn't linked directly to it, and I'll explain how in a minute. Um, there is a Frisco Moms group, and that has been around for about as long as the Plano one has. But that actually, um, they created a, a, a 501c3 organization okay. off the back of it, um, whereas I chose not to do that. Um, the reason I think that my group is different and successful is because we have a lot of very clear rules about uh, what type of posts and how how you, you post and share content and comments in there. Um, the first thing is no one is allowed to advertise or self-promote. And that means even down to, um, I need someone to um, do like, I don't know, help me out with this particular product and add some embellishment on it. If a mom says, yes, I can do that, that's not allowed. Oh, wow. Now, the reason it's not, wow. there's a reason there's a reason the reason is because um i one of the 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 problems with being a long-term marketeer is that i'm very cynical when i see marketing material and i recognize the difference between an advert which um I, i don't know and i don't know and trust that straight away and i would prefer to have somebody whose opinion i trust give me their opinion and I would take their recommendation above all else. So if any mom puts their hand up and says, yes, I do that, and they stand to benefit financially, I feel like that's not an authentic recommendation because they may not do a great job. Whereas if, for example, someone asks me, well, you know, I really need somebody who can help me with this and I have personally used somebody's services and I really like what they do, I feel like that's a much better 
way to um, provide help to other mums. So that's why that that rule is there. Mm-hmm. Um, so no advertising, no self promotion. I think that news feed that happens within that group is very important because um, if people don't see what they want straight away, they're going to click away. They're not going to spend time in there. No one wants to see people posting about I sell this and I sell that. No one wants that. So. That rule has been in place since day one, and it's it's something which the members really love. Yeah. The new members, when they come in, they have to get used to that right. because they may come in that group thinking, ah, oh, maybe I can sell some stuff. But no. Right, there's 10,000 plus people in here. <laughs> These are all going to be my customers. Right. <laughs> Dang. All right. So Plano Moms has obviously evolved a lot. Um and you guys just had your party. Obviously, we're recording this at the end of 2018. What does Plano Moms look like for 2019? What do you guys have uh, in store, like maybe some bigger things that you can share about 2019? Oh, wow. Well, so this year was great because we actually started the live show, which was a great uh, project for us to go into. We did a weekly live show with presenters, and we uh, had offers and events and news and that type of thing. It was great. Um, we are now thinking through... How how are we going to do video next year? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I, I've always believed that the format of the Today Show is really interesting for moms, and I think they love to watch that type of thing. Yes, Absolutely. I know many women <laughs> that I run with, they always, like, no matter the political stance, they love the Today Show. That's mm-hmm. right, yeah. So, And I also feel it's important to have moms um, represent the brand that I've built. And so that's why I do love having presenters on the show. Um, So video, I think, is going to form a big part of what we're going to do next year. But exactly what we're going to do with that, uh, I'm still mulling that through. Other projects, well, there's a a gazillion things I could reel off. I have so (laughs) many ideas and I have to kind of really actually pull myself back because this is a problem with being an entrepreneur is the fact that you can see opportunities everywhere and you know that, that... you, you have a gut feeling usually I feel like this is going to work and I realize I can't do everything and I need to just focus on one thing at a time so yeah I've thought about many things you know um, one example is merchandise um, I've already got designs ready I just haven't produced any yet um, but there are lots of things I think next year which will um, be very exciting I'm looking to double my revenue next year amazing mm. wow yeah, uh, just curious, what would merch look like for you? I mean, just like T-shirts or you? Yeah, could... well, baby, baby bodysuits. My um, mom is a Plano mom. Oh, okay. I'm a Plano mom and a baseball cap. Um, you name it. I mean, women love that stuff. Yeah, they absolutely, uh, yes, I see those shirts all the time. And they, especially if you can put it on for their kids, too. They love to match their kid with them, which is funny. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um Kind of shifting gears here, what, um, more, not necessarily about Plano Moms, but more of you as the entrepreneur, more about Abby and just your philosophy, especially all many, how many years of experience that you have with um, what you're doing, but um, what we want to ask a question that may be a little bit more difficult, not in the sense that it's going to be hard for you to answer, but maybe you have to think a little bit more, and that is, uh, what purchase of $100 or less has most positively impacted your life? Uh, in the last six months or even recent and we asked this in our last episode too so just one that you can think of you know within the last you know six months or a year something like that that's a hundred dollars that's kind of like changed your life changed your business could be something with your husband could be something with Plano Moms Um, if you guys could see Abby's face right now she's perplexed (laughs) 
This is a hard question. It is a very hard question. Um, and that's why, you know, we don't expect you to just have that off the top of your head. And we didn't tell Abby about any of these questions ahead of time. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, we'll just kind of go with that. I mean, we can come back to this one and let you think. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah. please. I'm gonna kill you afterwards. Yeah, like, this yeah. question is not yeah. cool. <laughs> so if you guys, if this is the last thing you hear about from uh, Aaron and Christian, you'll know that Abby, Abby has has taken our lives. So, um, all right. So this may be a little bit easier. Uh, in the last five years, what new belief, behavior, or even a habit has improved your life? And this could be from anything from waking up earlier to reading a book. Um, but what? What has changed that has improved your life? Okay. I can definitely answer this one really quickly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yay. We got a winner. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay. One big thing I have realized, um, and, and this is fortunate because I am already a, a – I love learning. And I've realized that being an entrepreneur, you have to devote – fixed amount of time on a regular basis to learning whether it's reading listening to podcasts going to conferences listening to speakers um watching videos you name it and i have invested money and and a lot of time in really kind of getting expertise from people who um i i would say really have impacted my business in so many ways so that's it i mean people are surprised when they ask me well how much time do you spend on learning and I'm sure that's the question you're going to ask me. Mm-hmm. How much time do you spend on learning? <laughs> yes. So I would say um, every day is, I would say, between an hour and two hours a day. Awesome. Yeah. I read a statistic recently that said that most business owners who want to be successful um, are spending five to six hours a week learning, whether it's a podcast, whether it's reading a book, whatever it may be. But you're learning and perfecting your craft five to six hours a week. Otherwise... You get into that whole syndrome of, you know, just working in your business and just you never really develop new ideas and new like new things. Um, So a question with that, what has been the most impactful piece? Like, was there one conference that was like, this has completely changed the way that I think and the way that I do things in my business and I'm going to that conference? Or is it a book that you read? Like, so what's been the biggest impact from that? So I'm going to give you a two-part answer to that. There's two. There's social media marketing world, which you guys have been to as well. Amazing, yeah. It's amazing. It's transformative. Um, and I think it was the first time I realized, oh, these are my people. Right. <laughs> and wow, this is great. Like I really, the, everything about it was great. And I'm excited for next year, especially as it starts on my birthday. So don't forget that. <laughs> um, right, we're going early, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other one actually was a, a, a just an... an, an an accident. I, I, I hate to say that because I'm a believer in fate. So I think this was fated. But um, somebody who I'd met at a previous conference had introduced me to a Facebook group of other local mom, family, bloggers and publishers. So I joined this group maybe um, three months ago. And it's an invite only, very small group. And they had their annual meetup um, in Illinois. And that was great it was like 35 of us now these ladies are all pretty much doing what i'm doing in other parts of the country and i did not know that they existed i thought i was on my own in an island somewhere trying to figure (laughs) it out and i spent two days with these ladies and i now have like incredible resources to pull from great relationships with them all we all openly shared every piece of information asked each other questions got every answer that we wanted like it was 
absolutely the most great, like the two days of my life um, for this year anyway. So I would say that would probably be the answer to that question. That sounds amazing. That's something like, uh, I mean, we've talked about, you know, getting mentors and, and trying to find a mentor that has done what we have done, you know, and I think we would be lucky to find one person that would be willing to do that. You have a whole tribe of, mm. you know, people who have done exactly what you've done mm. that you could go to and ask your questions and, and, mm. and get answers, real answers, you know, from real life situations that they probably have gone through. Yeah. Um, so that's amazing. Yeah. I think it's a real advantage for you. Like you said, to double in 2019, I think that just having that in your back pocket allows you to get to that position probably a lot easier than you would have if you would have tried to do it on your own because it's so much easier for somebody to tell you like don't take that left turn you're supposed to go right and that's just the direction you should go um so saying that what's uh what's something that you wish you knew then when you started Plano Moms um and and turn it let's just say from the business side not from just doing it as a group but once you've decided that this is going to stop being a uh, passion project to like a business was something that you know now that you wish you knew then when you started that again we're getting into hard questions yeah, you know. this is a hard question well i mean it's interesting because you need time to like you say build your craft and get to the the follow the path you're on and and i think everyone looks back and thinks wow i wish i knew then what I know now, and I wish I'd applied this. I don't really have any real regrets about anything I did at the beginning. Uh, I had to, I think I, I literally was, you know, banging on people's doors and trying to convince people of the value of what I was doing then. And now I'm like, I don't have to do that because I'm getting tons of emails from uh, people who already know who I am and what I'm doing and want to work with me. Um, I think everyone has to start from somewhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, the... The only thing maybe, and I'm still not sure the jury is out, would be if I actually did um, secure finance at the beginning and borrowed some money to invest at the beginning and get all of the things that I've built going earlier. But actually, no, I'm glad I did it the way I did. I don't want to be, um, I don't want to have borrowed any money. I don't want to get into debt to grow a business. I just want to grow a business from nothing and, and then just use what I'm earning and reinvest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's, um, well, you've been in business uh, a couple of years longer than us. And I think that's something that I guess it was kind of hard for us too. And we're not, I'm not saying we're not in a similar position uh, in the sense that like when we started, but we were very much a, like we didn't take out any capital or take out any loans or anything like that too, which in the beginning, it's so much harder to get growing and get moving but once like you said people are messaging you every day and um, for us luckily that's a very similar case where people know about us now so it takes a while for that ball to get rolling but I think the dividends are so much bigger on the back end than they are on the front end to just have that like instant gratification of like I want things now um, which is easier said from our position in these seats right now but I think we can definitely relate from you know hey look we're paying ourselves a very small salary we're doing good things but for some reason like you know, our growth is not where it should be. And then it just kind of hits like a critical mass where you're like, okay, wow, this is, this is making sense again. Um, so I could definitely relate to that completely. Mm -hmm. Is there, is there any, uh, maybe piece of advice that you would give to an entrepreneur, you know, who's, who's starting out, 
Um, I know you said education is a big piece and I mean, it has been for us too. I think since the very beginning, we decided that, yeah, we were going to spend so much time trying to learn and keep learning, uh, to stay ahead of trends. Um, do you think there's anything else that's, you know, very important uh, for entrepreneurs to sort of be on top of? I think it's to be a very firm believer in the service that you're offering and the value that you deliver. Mm-hmm. Because um, I I now am actually not afraid to turn away business because if I feel like um, somebody comes to me and says, I want you to work with me and they're not willing to follow you know my process or the way that I work because I believe I know it works Mm. um then I'm happy just to say no actually maybe this is not a great fit for us um an example might be you know I noticed that if I'm promoting local businesses the best way for them to get the result they want is to work with me on a long-term basis Mm -hmm. not just to do something once like have a slot in an email that goes out or do like a Facebook live video and then walk away and do nothing else because they don't understand that the repetition of message to an audience has to be repeated like seven to eight times before they're going to get the response they expect Um, and many of them will only will come to you and say I just just want to do one thing mm-hmm. and I have to say no I don't think that's the answer and I, I think I stick I stick to that and I, I feel like that's very important to to stick to that and not to kind of cave it and just for the sake right. of a little bit of extra revenue yeah and I think it it, it helps um, kind of speak to your integrity of the brand too because if you just start working with anybody and you know say that it doesn't work with that company say you know Billy's barbecue over here wants to do something with you and they don't have success and they start telling people and you're like, well, Billy, I'm, you're not with Billy whenever he's telling everybody that it didn't work. But what Billy didn't tell people was that you did one thing on one email blast that went out on a, you know, on a Saturday and really you recommended to do it for six months and he didn't have success. So mm-hmm. it, it potentially could hurt your brand um, because somebody didn't have success with you when they didn't follow what you were saying. But you don't get to be there for every conversation when he's talking about it. Exactly. And one of the things I do, which very few other local media platforms do, is I provide reporting. So I give them all the data that I have and I give them analysis and I tell them, okay, this is what we did. This is what the content looked like. This was the message. Um, This is what I think worked well. This is what we need to change next time. This is what I recommend next. And I, I do that. And I also use use the good like really good case studies to sell you know to future businesses as well um and i think that's really important and i think they don't get that with other media mm-hmm. no not at all we went to uh we went to a marketing thing at uh, capital one or something like that and they were really big promotions uh and they were really cool it was like cheetos and some other bigger companies but they couldn't tie an ROI to anything. Like their numbers were only like, we reached this many people, but it was right. never. It was a it was a innovation yeah innovation yeah. showcase. So there were uh, these bigger companies were showcasing yeah some of the things that they've done in the marketing realm. Uh, but yeah, like Aaron said, like it was more of a these many people saw it, and that's it. You know, they didn't have any uh, real yeah return on investment for anything that that they really did. Um, I guess it's a completely different market from what we're talking about, like the local business owner. Mm-hmm. But 
we even people before before digital marketing like i still talk to people i talk to there's a creative group that actually meets here in jaeger and maybe one of them will listen to the podcast but they did not know that you could actually give real data to digital marketing they're like well we just put out these these videos we don't know if they're doing well because there's no way to track the videos and see if they do well i'm like yes there there really is so even people who have been in the business for a while they just tell people their uh customers like hey, there's no way we can prove that this video did well for our audience. It's just like, it's a great video, and I hope you like it. So I think that's a misconception even now is that you can't add the metrics. So you're way ahead of the curve from other other businesses with that. So kudos, I guess. Kudos. What's something that, you know, going back to, you know, all the moving parts and all the things that you've done with Plano Moms, uh, has there ever been and uh, tying back into being an entrepreneur and having a lot of ideas and and a lot of things? Uh, has there ever been uh, something that you you did? Maybe it was an impulse thing that you did and it completely just failed on you. And what did you learn from it? <laughs> oh, the fun questions. <laughs> um, it's interesting. I huh. I don't think that we have done anything that that has been like a major failure. I think okay. I can look at everything we've done and think that that definitely was valuable and I can think of the reason why. Okay. Um, no, but I, I would say this, I would not be afraid to shut something down straight away. And that's what I think is really great about running a very kind of lean business is the fact that you, you get to try all these fun things, but if it doesn't work, well, that's okay. Just just move along and find the thing that does work. Do you rely a lot on your team to sort of keep you grounded with some of these ideas? Or no, they don't. They're, they're great, actually. Uh, what I have with with my team are a lot of doers. Okay. Uh, they rely on me to come up with the ideas. Gotcha. <laughs> so you're the visionary here. Yeah, okay. I really am, and I think that that's partly why I went into business for myself rather than become employed by somebody because I realized I'm very confident in my own decision making and I pretty much know what I think is going to be successful um, and usually I'm kind of giving them direction. I do encourage them to come up with uh, their own creativity and I use the skill sets that they have wherever I can but usually they kind of let me kind of roll with it um, but they haven't had it I don't think we've ever had a discussion where they've said, no, that's not a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, well, there's a need for both pieces. I mean, you have Steve Jobs, which is kind of like what you are, a visionary, and then you have like a Wozniak who is the implementer and the person who made it happen. So, I mean, both of them are really a necessity to be successful. So mm. you could have the best ideas in the world, but without that team or people there, then implementing it may be more difficult anyway. Right. Yes, yeah, we've, we've been, I feel like we've been lucky to have each other because i mean we're opposites in that sense you know aaron has more of a the big ideas and i'm more of a okay no let's back it up let's organize this and mm -hmm. figure out if you know this is really going to work and aaron's more action i'm you know more let's prepare this you know so it's great to hear like people like you who can sort of i mean you have to sort of mesh those two things together um and yeah you can have great ideas but you also have to like you said earlier hold back and, and think about, you know, the repercussions of, of you know, these actions and these things. Cause, I mean, this is your business, this is your livelihood. Um, so, I mean, that's great to hear. And, and that's something that I don't even know I could do on my own. You know, like I always say, like, I'm super grateful to to have Aaron as a business partner. Um, oh, you never say that. So this is good. We got <laughs> to record it. All right. Um, it makes it makes life a lot easier. So. Well, I think actually... Uh, 
I would say now I have met this group of peers mm -hmm. who do what I do in other parts of the country. You know, we, we actually, we, we spend a lot of time in that Facebook group talking to each other. And I feel like actually they are now my, they're my ears. Like I'll, I'll throw out something to them and I'll say, I'm thinking of doing X and they'll, they'll tell me, yeah, well, you know, maybe, maybe don't do X, but you could <laughs> do it like this way and right. get Y. And I think that's really valuable. Mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. All right. So should we, we can ask a couple more questions, or if you know what that hundred dollar item is, we get we got to get that on the podcast because the it's gonna. The hundred dollar item. Yeah. I, I still no, still know. I, I okay. Know. This one. I, I, I would say it's not a hundred dollars. It's a little bit more, but I think you know you, we talked so greatly about social media marketing world. I mean, was that a your little first? bit more? Like a multiple <laughs> on there. Was that was that your first year going? The year that we yeah. last year, right? We all went to. to I mean. Like you said earlier, I mean, that has been, even for us as a company, like it has been transformative. Like it, it's amazing, um, not just the content, but like the people that you meet. And like you said, like, oh, I found my people. Like that's exactly like you feel like all these people are in the same lane as you uh, striving for the for the same goals. Right. And not really competition. I guess when I was thinking about it, I don't think about it as competition, but I just feel like there are a lot of people that kind of put it as like, oh, you guys do so like they, some people would even think that uh, what we do and what you do are so competitive, so like similar that we would be like competition for each other when it's not at all. Like so even going to social media marketing world, it doesn't feel like, you know, you literally do the exact same thing as me, but there's more than enough business. So it's just more of a like, I'm really here to help you. And I'm really mm -hmm. like, you know, how can we help grow each other? Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's a piece, but maybe that's not the hundred, you know, maybe that's not the amount for you, but a hundred dollars was what the Uber ride from the airport to the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we all took an Uber one time. That was the ride. Right okay. There. I have an answer for you. What Ooh. just came to me. It, $15 a month. How about that for an answer? It's not a hundred dollars flat, but it's $15 a month. That I, like I, that. I continue to spend every month that is changed that that's just completely Starbucks changed my business. No, <laughs> <laughs> the secret sauce is the many chats messenger bot. Messenger so bots. the messenger bots. So this is the 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 thing where you you know especially if you mention it to a lot of local business owners and they're like, huh, what is that? Mm -hmm. And it's. It's amazing. I've used it in many different ways. I continue to experiment with it, but it, on my Facebook page, I, it, for those of you listening, thinking, what is that? It's a um, an automated bot that allows you to um, interact as a brand using your page with your, your customers or your audience. Um, and, you know, you can... Um, provide answers to questions if they message you and then you can have a sequence of conversation on a messenger bot anyway that's my 15 dollars a month investment that i would say has really transformed my business especially recently because i've been able to sell products through it i've been able to add people onto a subscriber list i've been able to um get tons of extra information insight about them um have conversations with them directly which is really valuable and actually i would say just something which we'll probably talk about next year will be like the um comparison between email marketing and mm -hmm. messenger bot messenger. Mm -hmm. and and how people are interacting and um and i'm even though i do email marketing every week i now i'm trying to add this messenger bot in there and really trying to use that because yeah. i think the re the rates of response are much better yeah i, I mean I, i've actually looked a lot into it we haven't 
I really think that we should be like completely laser focused on things so that we can get them, you know, going. But this is something that I've paid a lot of attention to. And we even talked about it in February and March, you know, whenever we went to social media marketing world and we knew that that was going to be something big this next year. So that's something that we're going to look at. But yeah, I think the open rates on average for people are like 60, 70, 80% for messenger versus like a 20, maybe 30% on email. So Mm -hmm. it's a need. And I've seen it a lot more too, just because I go to a lot of pages to look at it and you know, you always get retargeted with those ads. Um, So there's a lot more people who are like, I am a messenger bot business and you know, I can do all these things, but uh, I did not know ManyChat was only $15. That's well, it grows. I mean, the amount of money you spend grows according to the number of subscribers. Okay. But, gotcha. you know, in the last, I would say the last couple of months, I've probably collected about 800 subscribers. Wow. That so I was awesome. only paying $5 at the beginning. Now I'm paying $15. Well, okay. Well, they're probably worth, <laughs> they're probably worth that, though. I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, something interesting that um, I read earlier this week, uh, and, and we actually, some of the speakers uh, said something familiar to this where, uh, you know, we're, on social media and we're using all this technology, uh, but we still need to go back to the roots and humanize, you know, some of these things. Um, and, uh, some of the trends that this article was talking about when it comes to chatbots and automated, you know, messengers and things like that is that, you know, they could see that in the future, you know, people may not want to talk to a bot necessarily, you know, because it goes back to that. It's like, you don't want to necessarily like talk to a computer, you know, to, to get through what you want to do. Um, but if it's something that, you know, maybe Nike, you know, you go to Nike's uh, Facebook page and you're talking to their bot, but their bot is Michael Jordan, you know, is a Michael Jordan bot and it talks like Michael Jordan and it tells you things about Michael Jordan. Like, you know, and it's like a, you're not talking to a bot anymore. You're talking to someone famous that they've sort of crafted the answers uh, to talk and speak like Michael Jordan or, or some sort of celebrity or mascot um, or something like that. Um, so trying to blend in uh, the, the human part, you know, back into something like messenger bots. Uh, and I just thought it was very, very interesting um, sort of glimpse of, you know, what could be, you know, in the future. Like we're not necessarily talking to brands anymore. We're talking to sort of representatives uh, of these brands in an automated way. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. Do you guys um, do you guys use that just kind of like a gateway to have a conversation and then somebody else takes over or can the bots um, like pretty much handle most of the issues like within messenger? Um, well, the most of the conversation is probably manual. I would say is, is a real person. Um, but when we run campaigns and promotions, that's when the bot really kicks in really, really well. So I'll give you an example. Um, let's say I do a Facebook Live. Um, so I, I, I do a lot with the city of Plano. And every month we do a Facebook Live with a representative from the city, a different department. And often they'll give me a, um, you know, like an ebook, downloadable, printable something to give out. So during the Facebook Live, I will be saying, you know, don't forget to comment in the feed below. And then we'll send you this great freebie thing, piece of content that's useful for you. And the bot takes care of that. So as soon as the comment uh, uh, comes up onto the Facebook Live, the bot will kick in and send a messenger message to their messenger inbox. Um, do you do you would you like this piece of content? And then they reply yes, and they say great, okay, I'm going to send it to you. And then the PDF just goes straight back to them as an attachment. Um, or you could send them a link, or you could I mean a, an audio file. I mean, there's a huge amount of choices you can 
do with that. It's great. And then you're you're having conversation. You're also the other benefit of that, just as a throw in, is uh, Facebook advertising. Um, you're building an audience, so you're building custom audience with that. So anyone who's interacted with your messenger bot or with your Facebook messenger, you then have an audience that you can target advertising to. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, there's. I mean, we should probably have a follow up episode on just messenger bots. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so. We'll go back to an easier question now, like one of the last easy ones, because we had to get that that $100, well, $15 (laughs) people, $15 a month. Um, All right, so we know you like Real Housewives, but we're assuming you have Netflix. Are you binging or, uh, yeah, are you binge watching anything on Netflix right now? No, not right now, but I just finished the second series of Making a Murderer. Oh, yeah. I think I started that. We started together. Yeah, we started together, but never finished it. No, but I've talked to a lot of people, and it was, like, very fresh. So is is he guilty, or is he innocent? Don't tell us. No, no. Well, no, it's just her. It doesn't matter, because there's no... So it's just... No one really knows. Yeah, it's what Abby thinks. So, Abby, what do you think? I feel like... mm, I feel like he might be innocent, now it's interesting because my f- my friends in uh, in Wisconsin, who a couple of them came to the event that I was recently at, other mom bloggers like me, I had a long conversation with them about this, and they said, "No, he's definitely guilty." So they disagreed with me, but it's all about the perception. Yeah, because I hear from most people, they're like, "Oh, the law's out to get him." So I feel like people take their internal issues that they have with the law or against the law or against the city or whatever, and they put it onto that. So they're like. Oh no, he's innocent. They're just out to get him, or oh no, this is real evidence, or no, the city's out to get him, and or whatever else. So, mm-hmm. I think that's why it's obviously such a good show for people is that it's controversial, and he's still in jail, right? Yeah, currently. Okay. Yeah, it's like the Laurel and Yanni, and uh, the is the dress purple or green, or you know. Yeah, it's gold or gold or. What was the the recent one? The Oreo cookies. Oh yeah, because <laughs> Oreos, are, uh, Abby. Are Oreos black or brown? Like the the actual cookie part. Like the outside of it, not the middle. The middle's black? white. I'd say black. Yeah, okay. I'd say black too. We, we all say black. For those of you <laughs> who say brown, we appreciate you listening, but you probably won't <laughs> listen again. I'm just kidding. It's black, people. So, yes, that's a, for whatever reason, that's a controversy for people who are like can't see that it's black. Mm-hmm. All right, Abby, uh, it was a great pleasure having you here on our show. Um, really quickly, what is uh maybe you have some sort of i mean we don't know when this episode is going to come out it's going to be in 2019 let's let's say it that way um if you have anything that you want to say about plano moms or maybe how our audience can uh reach you or find out anything about plano moms just Mm -hmm. give yourself a little shout out okay so um i'm on all the socials at plano moms uh you cannot join my group unless you are a mom yourself and you are living in or around plano or planning to move there um sorry men not allowed um sexist yeah so um but i really encourage you to go visit my website at planomoms.com i i would say 2019 is a big year for my website that's actually Mm. a big focus for me Awesome. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of The Marketing Natives. We hope that you go check out uh, Abby and all the things that she's doing with Plain Old Moms. And uh, if you enjoy these types of episodes, ones with more interviews, please let us know. Go over to our Instagram, at BitBranding, and shoot us a DM and let us know, hey, I like those interviews, or hey, you should have Abby back on. She was awesome. Um, so, And to make sure that you don't miss any episodes or any of our new episodes that come out every Monday, make sure you hit that subscribe button, and we will uh, talk to you guys next week. Peace. 
The Marketing Natives Podcast is a production of Bit Branding. 